Today's podcast is sponsored by Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out and let us know how great their experience was and have thanked us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners, so please tell us about your experience if you made the switch. If you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood, and they're the best damn family-owned dentist in in the metro area, as well as extreme Colorado sports fans just like us. So head on over to Green Mountain Dental Group today and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam to get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as usual by AJ Hayfley and the lovely Blaze Hunter. Ooh, lovely. You get the lovely today. You nice. get the lovely I like today. It. I like is, that, it. is that like when TV shows introduce the actors and then they always have like the last person is like their most... Is like their biggest star, and it's like featuring yeah. that person. So now all of our introductions are just me, like normal old news, and then the other person is the lovely. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, we had to do it again on last night's show when you weren't here, but you know, I didn't give Blaze the lovely then, so I had to give them the lovely now. Wow. So. Thanks, thanks, I appreciate it. Most objectively attractive person on this podcast right now, Blaze. No, no, not even close. It's Rudo. It's, it's Rudo. Not, it's not. It's, it's it's Evan and his couch. It <laughs> might be. Evan. It might be Evan. It's actually it's actually Sarah. <laughs> she is in the background. True, true. Hard to argue with that one. Uh, Avs win four one over the LA Kings, and what was a routine routine victory to the point where the first highlight I'm going to show you is going to be an avalanche prospect Sampo Ranta scoring an overtime goal instead of hockey from the abs. Ranta fumbles a puck and then goes Andre Burakovsky levels of top shelf. Dirty. Just filth. Is it not just filth? Is Uh, there a replay? There's got to be a replay somewhere in this bad boy, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe no, not. no, unacceptable. Call, that was the, P.S. That was the overtime winner, so they were all very excited about f- filtering onto the ice. Yes, to hug yeah. each other. No, they just jump on for goals. That's that's how the NCAA works. Uh, <laughs> the games are six hours long. <laughs> P.S. Alex Newhook scored again today. Oh, yeah, Hellison had an assist on it, no less. Yeah, so well, <laughs> Matt Matt Boldy did all the work when he fired the puck 180 feet and said, okay, go go out, skate everybody. Well, you so know. that's what he did. Avs, this felt like for the first time in a long time, a pretty routine win for this hockey team, right? Yeah, this was, this was the exact kind of win that they were building towards that we talked about all week where it was like, look, in an, a normal game where a team – outplays the other team to that to that extent this is what it looks like they're up three nothing halfway through the game and you're just like game's over all right i guess we're just chilling till the end of this one yes i'm sorry joseph newhook as he was referred to by nbcsn do we just want to get into this topic off the bat the uh, the broadcast and i i think the everyone was acutely aware of the broadcast tonight because we know six months from now, it's going to be ESPN broadcasting these games. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it was not 
a great broadcast. Let's put it that way. Um, I was really, I think after the game, um, the abs, the abs should have sent over the Kings, uh, like a fruit basket or a thank you card or something for allowing them on the same ice as them. Because, um, it really, if you just listened to the broadcast and didn't watch any of the game, you really would have been blown away to know that one, the abs were in that game and two, the abs led and controlled that game pretty much beginning to end. So they they did weird, have a highlight. They did have a highlight on McKinnon. One whole highlight? I'll give them yeah, one whole like little segment that they did in between one of the periods. First to second. They also told me the most memorable thing about Joe Sackick's career was his junior years. So, <laughs> you know, like a guy that won Olympic gold medals and Stanley Cups. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, hey, did you know Swift Current Bronco and then Todd McClellan also Swift Current? Wow, those guys are definitely in the same class. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> It was just it was a weird broadcast. It was and, weird. Yeah. And then and then I even I even tweeted about it. Um second intermission where they were like Kings. They were like Kings are just Wow, what an effort in this game. Shots were three nothing and it was thirty four to seventeen yeah, shots on the doubled up their shots and they were like, Man, the Kings are really in this game. <laughs> Maybe got they got the colors mixed up and they thought the abs were the kings and the kings were the abs. Well, yeah, and then and then in the third period, where the Abs had extended their shots on goal lead at one point, they were like, they were like, "Wow, you know, LA is really—they're just not going away right now. This is so impressive." And then you fast forward fourteen minutes into the period, they had four shots on goal, and it was like, what yeah. the hell are you guys watching? LA down three nothing. They mustered eleven shots through the entire third period. Yeah, that's and like it. like an eleven shot period against the Avalanche should have been the news. <laughs> <laughs> like that should have been the thing that they were talking about. But they almost all came in the final five minutes when the Avs scored the empty net goal to make it four to one. And then we're just chilling, and like we're on the uh, on the PK again at the very end with after the Cadre penalty. It was just like this is a joke. Avs take five penalties in this game, allegedly. Uh, at least two of them were nonsense. <laughs> dude, that Stop. interference call on Cadre. Oh my god, dude, what is that call? <laughs> When they showed the replay of it, I was like, you're kidding. And I like kind of laughed about it because I've been drinking. And then I went back and rewound it and was like, you're kidding. <laughs> there are some bad calls in the NHL. That one's got to make like the top 10 of the year because <laughs> dude, dude does a routine stick lift and the guy just like fumbles his stick into space. And they're like, yep, that's interference. Got him, boys. <laughs> They used to call the other guy for that type of stuff, right? It was the embellishment calls. Yeah. Like, yeah. When yeah. is the last embellishment call you've seen on an Avalanche game? I legitimately cannot remember. Nazem Kadri last year against Minnesota when he got pulled down from behind and they said That's that he right. embellished it. Yeah, sounds about right for Nas. Also, yeah. <laughs> Nazem Kadri against the Tampa Bay Lightning last year when he got tripped and they said he embellished that as well. Speaking of Nas, the man put Tobias Bjornfoot on a poster tonight okay my goodness we would talk about this goal yeah because <laughs> it, i don't want to talk about it from kadri's perspective but i want to talk about it from the perspective of this is trial by fire for a lot of the young la kings players and tobias bjornfeld is one of them he was a high pick a couple of years ago he's really young in the nhl and he just learned a really hard lesson <laughs> that you absolutely positively do not defend the puck in the nhl do not do it. 
What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> if you go back just a little bit, you can see his pantalones fall out of his breezers right right around there. Right there. there. Oh, whoops. That, <laughs> that on the ground. swing around Panties with the, the ground, stick? Right? <laughs> that swing around with the stick is, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, no. That's going to be bad. a highlight reel. Like, <laughs> it's, a great, tomorrow for it's them. a great move by Kadri, but Bjornfoot, but by the way he defended it and the way he had a stick on the inside of the body like that, he's begging Kadri to cut back to the middle. And unless you know you have back-checking support right there, you cannot defend like that. And the reason that I wanted, uh, I wanted to bring this one up was because it's exactly how you see the Avs, young defenders especially, not playing it. They play, they consistently play the body. They don't yeah. play the puck. And as a team that gets drilled for not being overly physical, it's the perfect way to defend. That's exactly what you're taught from, I don't know, the beginning of, I don't know. I didn't start playing hockey until I was like nine. So I don't know what it's like when you're really, really young. <laughs> but it it was it was a great example of a young guy that just, he's not quite there yet. He was a good prospect. I don't know where he ends up getting in 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 the NHL, but that was that was such bad. And Kadri just abused him. Just abused yeah. him. Just let me uh, let me bring this up really quick. When you know you just murdered a man's whole career, this is the face that you make. <laughs> he knows. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's the face that you see the players on the bench make after a teammate has a yeah. dunk. Yeah, that's, that's the so face good. that they're all making. So good. It's cold blooded right there. Yeah, he's all. Oh, Looking at his Welcome teammates, the like, show. I did that. Super hot fire, a little yeah. bit going on there. Yeah, just dropped the new mixtape. Hot mix fire. Tape. I spit that. <laughs> Nasty Nas. Nasty. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. Uh, okay. I believe we have our king of the game graphic to go along with Kadri. The second line got the job done tonight. We're giving the king of the game to Andre Burakovsky. One goal, one assist. He scored on the only shot he had, which was a disgustingly good backhand. Uh, off, off of Burakovsky standing on the shoulders of Giants tonight because the hard work from the second line to create the turnover, to create a beautiful play on that second goal, and Burakovsky just the man to finish it. That's the play the Avs have been looking for, it feels like, for about six games now, yep. where everything comes by together the way, and the pretty goal goes in. By the way, uh, D-Line last night on the news broadcast was speaking ill of Berkey. Just let everyone know. What about what are they? What's he speaking ill about him? What's he got to what say? They're still, they're him? still, they're still, up, they're still upset about the goatees. Newcomer of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shouldn't have picked a second year eligible. Then I guess <laughs> you only get one go at newcomer of the year. All right. If there's, if there's yeah. a pick to be mad about on the goatees, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the justices served call because that was not the best call. The year. I'm sorry. There weren't, there weren't any good ones. Exactly. I... Anyway, anyway yeah. Berkey doing just fine. The as... Nuggets could go ahead and be living in that salt mine all they want. We're over here in actual <laughs> lounge supporting a team that's not floundering, doing just fine. Ooh, all right. I like it. Yeah, I'm sorry now. Uh, uh, a serious question for both of you, and, and I guess both of you are a bit older than me, but boy is a little bit significantly older than me. Do people still yeah. buy CDs? <laughs> I don't. No? Do they still sell them? They have to, right? Like Barnes & Noble still exists, right? Barnes & Noble does still exist because I've seen it at the mall back in D.C. where my family lives. Yeah, there's um, one down the street from me, but it's I like... I don't know if they sell CDs. Chat. Is it like buying vinyl now? Like, it's like people are starting yeah, to talk about it's, how it's, it's just comeback. a better sound to the CD. Yeah. <laughs> what, so. What's really funny is when you go back and watch a movie made in the mid-2000s, and they just casually go by a Borders, and you're like, what the... 
Remember when that existed? <laughs> all right. Rudo, do well, you know what a laser disc is? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah all right, all right. Barely barely like when I was really, really, really little, I Betamax was still a thing. <laughs> um anyway, my point being if you're gonna have someone see these nuts soon. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Manscaped. All of that? You got in your read? Manscaped oh. to get you 20% off. Head on over there. Get the perfect package 3.0. <laughs> get on it get the trimmer get the toner get the deodorant you know how it goes manscaped.com <laughs> to order please use the dnvr code to let them know we sent you over there to get your jump on this one. <laughs> of course, we're also sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Jump on it today while you still can. They have amazing odds boosts as well. You can get all sorts of amazing deals, including you bet $4, you can turn it into 250 $6 betting on an underdog in March Madness coming up this next week. So oh, Jesus. get on it right now. You have $256. You have enough money to trim up those balls. That's all I'm saying. Jump on it with DraftKings Sportsbook today. Get in there, download it. These. <laughs> Put them together. <laughs> <laughs> that is brutal. They have amazing odds in not just basketball, but hockey, football, baseball, you name it. They cover every sport under the sun. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Second year. Can we make that our, our goatee nomination for call of the year? <laughs> <laughs> and include the whole time before where we're just randomly talking about CDs just for that. <laughs> There's so many people in the chat right now dying. I've seen multiple people say, I am literally in tears. I am crying Dude. right now. Oh, respect that. <laughs> My glasses are all fogged up and I can't really see. All right. As we recover our senses here, let's bring up the Avs record on this homestand because it's looking fantastic after a slow start. All right. The Avs took the OT loss. They took the loss to Arizona. They were 1-1-1 to start this thing. They are officially on their first winning streak of the season, three in a row after tonight, to move to 4-1-1 on the homestand. And... I don't want to call it getting back on track because I don't feel like they were that off track, but look, Colorado's taking care of business here. It, it may not be in the way everybody wants it to look as far as, you know, they're not dumping in goals, but wins are wins, right? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you look at that and you think the Hunter Miska game, which I'm calling it that, which is a little unfair. Because there went there was a lot in that went into blowing a four two lead against Anaheim in the third period. For sure. And then the Arizona game where they just they had the three deflections off abs players get by Philip Grubauer. Yeah. Two two kind of nonsensical losses, to yeah. say the least. And it's I like, mean, look, those are those are three points that they could have easily had. But you know they they don't, and it's just like okay, you gotta you gotta keep moving on. But it, you look at it, and you look back, and it's it's easy to be like okay, in the moment it was like this was bad, this was frustrating, this was whatever. That six two loss to San Jose though really has we we talked if they needed that to be a jumping off point for them, and given the way that they've played, I think it's fair to say that it has it has done its job. 
they have responded properly to that loss. Agreed. I think this is a great time for the abs to get hot because like, if you look at that homestand, those uh, last two games, there's another hot team coming in here with the wild, which Minnesota I mean, well. they won again today. They're playing very well. Yeah. They're looking good. So I think this is great warm up for a, a good matchup. That's going to come from another team. That's looking for a playoff spot. And well, and, and they finished, they finished today. You know, everybody's like, Oh yeah, well, what place are they in? You know, we had some some guy give us <clears throat> some guy sent some shit to us about Abs Media and with the uh, with the meme with the guy celebrating hardcore and like you know he's like drinking the champagne and squirting it all over the place and then he's like third place on the podium while first and second place <laughs> looking at him and they're like oh this is how Abs Media is treating the Abs right now and it's like look they're in third place right now but they are closer to first place than they are out of than they are to missing a playoff spot. Yeah, to be clear. So all of this all of this consternation over the last week about oh my god, they're going to screw around and miss the playoffs. First of all, it was stupid then, which is why we said it was stupid then. And it remains stupid now. There's a lot of work that that has to go into them missing the playoffs. There's a lot of failure that has to happen between now and then. For them to miss the postseason. Here's the Western Division. Avs three points behind Vegas, one point behind Minnesota, one point ahead of St. Louis now with two games in hand, and six points ahead of Los Angeles, who is out of the playoff spot right now. Yeah, and P.S., the Avs have games in hand on both L.A. and Arizona. Yep. No one is close to the Avs and and taking away that spot at the moment. There's just (laughs) there's a lot of work that has to happen. Just, they I mean, just had LA and Arizona both come in and the Avs went what three and one? Yep. They lost one game to LA and Arizona. So they buried the teams that aren't supposed to be competing for their playoff spot. Yeah. But if the Avs can finish off this homestand, look what that does though, right there. I mean, with yeah. Minnesota being right above the Avs, right? That just that changes the game for the Avs again. Striking yeah. distance against Las yeah. Vegas. And they point. get a they get a chance against the Ducks here again on Tuesday. They have another shot at them, where you know they've they've played what three overtime games against the Ducks this year. Ducks have played nine overtime games this year. By the way, they are they really back for making it to OT. Um, but yeah, they get another crack at the Ducks team, which they had to take to OT twice and lost one of. As of late. In this stretch of games where we said the Avs needed to win 12 of 16 uh, coming through March, you take the 4-1-1 and and throw it on top of that pile, and you're feeling pretty okay about it. They yeah. end up being, what is it? Is it 5-3 five and, five and three in that stretch, or are we including the Arizona games at the well, end? And really it was, they needed the, it was the 24 points, 24 out of 32 yeah, points. Yeah, right. O- OT points are... Yeah. impactful so yeah because we didn't when we when we said they need to win those 12 games we didn't really consider otls in there so because we cover colorado and we don't see them going overtime very that often was, we that was immediately after the the vegas series right yep it was because that was 16 games in between vegas games where so where we said look they don't play vegas and they don't play st louis in this in this entire stretch this is their chance to really just on the rest of the division. They have 14 points right now. Out of a possible... Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Numbers are hard. But they have five games left. In that 16-game stretch? In that 16-game stretch. Again, you go Anaheim, the two Minnesota games, and then they go on the road in Arizona for the final two of the stretch. Okay. Uh, if they win them all... They get to 24. So. All right. Well, they have a shot at it. Yep. It's not off the table yet. I think that's that's the point that we're making here is they could do that well. And as the division is shaping up, if they go 11 and well, we'll call it 22 points, it wouldn't be 11 and 5 because of OT wins. Yeah. But. If they get 22 points, they're feeling comfortable. They yeah. 
you know, maybe it's not the perfect world where they get the ground covered on Vegas that they wanted. Yeah. But they're just fine in the division. They a couple more wins put St. Louis completely in the rear view mirror. And right now it's Minnesota and Colorado. That series One. is gonna define who's second in this division. You know you have six games this year against St. Louis on the schedule ahead of you. So wherever they are in the division, those are those are two teams that still have almost all of their business to sort out between themselves. Yep. So, you know, wherever they are in relation to each other in the standings, I'm not, I'm, it's, it's not going to matter a whole lot until they start to actually play games against each other. Um, Minnesota though is, is, so Minnesota's interesting. I see a lot of the stats, people starting to be like, I underrated Minnesota and like, Minnesota's actually good. And then you go and you look at their PDO of like 1040 and you're like, come on. They do some things really well. And there's no doubt. Look, but come Kreezov on. is a baller, but the rest yeah. of the team, I don't know. And it's like, like, as we've said all along, they have good players, but this, I, for my money, this stretch of hockey I still think it's going to be the best stretch they have all year. That's not to say they will totally fall off the table. They won't be competitive. They won't win plenty of games. None of that. But they have, they have kind of played the way the abs have, but you add in the goals. And then in the games where they haven't played particularly well, the goals are still there. So I just think that I those two games coming up are going to be huge because head-to-head, they are 2-1-1 one, one against Minnesota right now. Yep. It's the next – you have the Anaheim game, then you have the big series against Minnesota, then you get the back-to-back against Arizona tucked in there, and then you yeah. have the big series against Vegas. Yep. The next 14 days are going to really define the Western Division uh, at yeah. the halfway point. Basically. Well, and this was this was the week that we were eyeballing. This was the two, three weeks that we were eyeballing where, you know, San Jose, Anaheim, Arizona, LA, where it was like, look, they've got to they've got to eat greedy here. They've got to do a great job. They have to win. They have to get. They have to just start banking points. You got to keep up in this race, right? You got to bank points and bank points, and they're doing that. You know, and you could be frustrated about the lack of goals that they've scored all and all and all, all that, but ultimately they've done what they needed to do. And today was such a boring businessman like win that we've we are 28 minutes into the show and we have barely talked yeah, about it. it. <laughs> this is what people wanted to see out of Colorado, though, right? Yeah. They want to see Colorado win routine against the weaker teams in the division. And that's exactly what happened tonight. Mm-hmm. It, it took a little bit to get there. The Evs had 20 shots on goal, only scored one in the first period. It took them until the latter half of the second period to get the second one. Then it finally happened, right? Donskoy ends up batting in a puck that Nachushkin shoots in. I guess it hits Renouf. It definitely hits like Renouf's like sticker skate or something. Yeah. And it bounces up over Peterson's shoulder, and it was like, so this is what puck luck looks like. Yeah, straight up <laughs> for once. For once, yeah. And it was it was just like today. Today's win was it was what they needed. Is what they deserved. Like when yeah. we talked about a team deserving a better fate, this was it. All I mean, LA is feistier than I expected this year, and kudos to them. But like you still saw, there's a huge gap between these two teams. Yeah. That- L.A. been riding a renaissance of Anze Kopitar, and he was the complete non-factor in this two-game series. Like, he might as well have not been on the ice as far as the Avs were concerned. Yeah, well, and we talk about, oh, the top line this and the top line, you know, oh, how how did the top line fare? And then you go and, like, you look at the numbers. And... Top line just did just fine. Like they didn't score till a uh, you know until the goalie had vacated the net. 
the Miko Mac uh, empty netter becoming a, a staple, maybe. That's everybody everybody in the world will tell you that, that that line has to score for them to be successful long term. But this is why they went out and they got the second line that they did. So when that those guys aren't scoring, they're doing just fine. Yep. Yep. The fall off isn't really there. You know, you you look at the the shot numbers and they're right about even. You know, okay. For that for that top line, like that's fine. It's just not that it's not that big of a deal. You know, where Colorado had a problem today was against the Gabe Velarde, Jeff Carter, Andreas Athena CU line. Yep. They, they struggled there. And this is this continues to be, in my opinion, a bit of a matchup problem. You get AHL defensemen in there. You get a Dan enough. You get a Greg Pattern in there who call it their skating, call it whatever you want. They just don't quite play at an NHL pace. And you get someone like Anthony Sioux who just has wheels, and he's just going to burn those dudes. Like it's yeah. just part of the, the formula. Yeah, and LA LA has invested in a lot of those guys in the last couple of years. Guys that maybe you've never heard of, but guys that can really skate. Yep. <clears throat> you know, I didn't notice Austin Wagner at all today, but that guy's good for like a breakaway a week, just because he'll just outskate somebody. You know, last game he outskated Devon Tapes to get to, to create yep. his chance. You know, the Kings the Kings are not the Kings that we remember. They have a couple of those holdovers from that era, you know, Jeff Carter and Dowdy, Brown, Kopitar. But otherwise, they're totally different identity-wise. An interesting question from Eric here, who asks, when the car and Byram get back, do you see much changing as far as on-ice results? I don't know about results necessarily, but I think you'll see a difference in the way the abs function, right? So... A lot of people have complaints right now about Ryan Graves shooting from the left point. We had a shift tonight in this game where Devontae's got the puck in the right circle. Shoot the puck, dude. Yeah. He's been a little gun shy lately. It's been a little odd to see. It's not really his MO. Makar and Byram are not going to be afraid to pull the trigger if they get down deep in the zone. We saw in the second period Greg Patteron driving the far post. The pass came in super hot and he didn't connect to it, but it's so easy to see how much more dynamic the Avs offense is going to be when it's Kale McCarr jumping up into the play over a Jacob McDonald or something like that. And and not, not taken away from McDonald. That's McDonald's game, but McDonald isn't doing the ridiculous Allen Iverson crossovers that Kale McCarr can do to create shooting lanes. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, McCarr obviously... Um, he creates the kinds of chances that, frankly, no other ads defenseman does uh, yep. with his legs, Sam Gerard, Devon Taves included. And with Byram, Byram's, Byram's a little different because we haven't really seen his offense translate to the NHL yet. Yep. Like We talk about Byram as like, a, oh, plug in, you automatically get better with Bowen Byram versus Dan Renouf. And it's like, okay, sure, I totally would agree with that. But who is Bowen Byron as an NHL player is still undefined for sure. Completely undetermined. We just don't know. But what they do as a unit when those guys were healthy, what they were doing together is that they would get the puck and they have both the confidence and the skill to get it out within two or three seconds. It's just, it's in the zone and it's out of the zone. Even when teams were forechecking them and they they dump it in and they have to turn their back and go and retrieve the puck, they could do it without any real problem. Like, to be honest with you, they just, they just weren't struggling. Yep. Yeah. They, they're, they're such good skaters and they're such naturally gifted puck movers that they get it out and they move oof, and it's gone. You know, McCarr will get his points. That guy just creates offense in a way that they don't have right now. And I think it will help Gerard because his legs will be fresher to have a little bit of the load taken off his his minutes because Devon Taves Taves can go ahead and do this all year. I don't think that it would bother him at all. 
because there's an economy in motion involved in his game that doesn't exist with Gerard. Gerard has to skate, and McCarr does this too. Yep. Both of those guys skate so much every single game where there's there's not a lot of shifts where they're just like, okay, I just stopped here and I did that. Every time they get the puck, they're just like, all right, I'm going. And like it, you just naturally wear down when you skate that much. Where Taves has the advantage is that he understands. You know, I, that's I think some of it is youthful exuberance and inexperience in a top role. Every guy in the world wants to think I can I can be the man. I got this. I can handle this. When Eric Johnson was playing, was averaging 25, 26 minutes a night. It wasn't because he was flying up and down the ice all game long. Yeah. It was because he would go out there and he would understand. He would understand how to pick his spots. And that's a big thing that I think both Gerard and McCarr still have to learn. And as they develop into top flight defensemen, they've got to figure these things out. For clarity, Gerard on a third period that the game was relatively over and so the Avs could back off on some guys. Gerard played only 23 minutes, which is still a ton, but it's not the 26, 27, 28 we've seen. Taves yeah. put up 27 minutes again yeah. tonight. Yeah. The dude is just a machine right now. Some of that is PK. Um, Gerard has been playing on the PK, but Graves goes out there first yep. with Taves. Uh, so when Graves was in the box, then Gerard went out first. But otherwise, that's that's an area where I think they're separating. But Gerard is showing himself. This dude, <laughs> this dude could play in all situations for you. Yep. It's not always going to be pretty. There are going to be games where he fights the puck, but there are games where McCarr fights the puck. Guess what? They're human. It's it's hard to believe sometimes because they do some superhuman shit every once in a while, but they wear down and they have off days. What's 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 so big about McCarr getting back outside of his singular talent is the way that they can alleviate the pressure on the other guys. Yep. Yeah. Also, with McCarr coming back, the PP one, I think you're going to see a more effective unit out there as well, just because he's going to be angry in that unit. It's just a it's a different beast, right? Like, yeah. let's be honest, no one is ever going to respect Sam Gerard's shot. Period. Full stop. From the point. It's just not well, and even he doesn't show confidence. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't show enough confidence in it himself for other teams to be like, "Oh, Sam Gerard," you know. Like <laughs> they're not game planning against that. They know he's moving it, and, and he's a great distributor. Yeah, but that just won't yeah. be a thing that happens on uh, in that part of his game. And look, I'm not saying Makar has the greatest point shot in the world or anything because he doesn't, but he has the ability to create space and create a shooting lane and get a quality shot towards the net that Gerard just doesn't have. And when you have that threat, it's the way the other team has to PK is just completely different. It, yeah. Well, they it, attack up high in a different way. Yeah. They, they have to attack the guy up high knowing that if they don't, he will one, he'll take three steps in. Yeah. He's no not problem. afraid to close the distance for sure. Knowing that he can get back on 99% of the players in the NHL. That if a block shot goes against him, he can make up that ground just with the skating ability. So he'll take steps in if you don't attack him high. And then once you do that, that's where that allows Rantanen to come to take those two steps forward and make himself a lot harder to defend and open up more of a legitimate not shooting play area. basically in the corner. <laughs> yeah, and not have him be, you know, two steps right of that face-off dot trying to fire one-timers into no angle. Yeah. Where even if that one goes in, the goalie doesn't believe it because he's like, I sealed the post. Where could that puck possibly go in? Yeah. So, so. that's that's where, you know, whenever McCarr comes back. I think Byram is this week, though. Yeah, I don't Byram, have any official confirmation on that, but well, I think, both firemen confiscating with the team in no contact jerseys. So yeah, I think I think that if it's not Tuesday, certainly Wednesday, we see Byron back in the forum. Yeah. So good news on that front. We can take our second period break there as we are sponsored by Tra- Strava Craft Coffee. The CBD infused coffee that has really changed lives. If you haven't ordered yet, you can get 20% off with code DNVR20. If you're a second time buyer, you can get 25% off with code DNVR25. Wow, excuse me. I had a few beers. Nice. <laughs> Head on over to StravaCraftCoffee.com. The CBD is great, it helps with migraines, aches, and pains, uh, IBS, a ton of other stuff. Uh, 
we have other products like Green Roads as well that I'm sure AJ can confirm really helped with his migraine the other week. So it's good stuff. Yeah, look at the Green Roads gummies right there. Strava Craft coffee. If really you help coffee, with that migraine. If you need your CBD, they will take care of you. They have you totally covered. We love all of our partners. StravaCraft, one of our longest partners at, at DNVR right now, too, I think. so. Mm, yeah, we've been advertising with StravaCraft basically since the jump. Yep, they were the first uh, people to sponsor the Daily Sports Report. So they've been with us for at least four years now. There you go. Way longer we've than We've been me. with them for four years. <laughs> yes. It's a it's a symbiotic <laughs> relationship, all right? it's right? We've been together for four years, all right? Just like that, head to StravaCraft. Supporting our partners is supporting us. We are also sponsored by Chevalier Mortgage, a small family-owned business just like us here at DNVR. If you are looking into buying a new home, I recommend moving before the snowstorm. A place, if you're looking to buy a new home, a place that you can store your 150 Colorado mammoth pencils that you bought. (laughs) (laughs) If you need a very specific closet, Mike in Virginia can find exactly that for you. Head to dnvrmortgage.com. You can get a free consultation and also the opportunity to win some free DNVR merch over there, and they'll get you all set up, not only with a great rate on your home loan, but Mike is a financial planner, so he has you covered with the big picture. They can take a look at everything going on with your finances, set you up for the right home loan for you, and get you good to go for the future. Again, Great people. We love them over here. Family owned, local, all the good stuff. Head on over to DNVR Mortgage and give them a call today. You can reach Virginia at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you, everyone, for all the super chats today. We've seen a bunch of y'all. We appreciate all of them, whether it be the Dr. Dubs or just uh, donating however you feel it. What happens when Confer gets back to injury? Does Pierre Edward Belmar sit? That is the question. (laughs) Because we we have a consensus here on what should happen and a serious – where's that doubt meme? Because X to doubt for yeah, sure. Because yeah. I'm jamming on my X button, doubting that it's going to be Belmar. I think. Yeah. It'll, I think it'll be LOC. Um, I. I can't. I truly, and I know this is going to cause some people to set themselves on fire, uh, as as they rage at it. But I can't see it being Tyson Jost. He's just been. He's, he's just been too rock solid, even in an elevated role today. He was. He was so good at times today. I have my nitpicks with Jost, but I, you just can't was, pull that guy out. He was buzzing today. Dude, Man, he was all over everybody. As five for five on the PK, Tyson Jost is their number one PKer now, right? Like, yeah. He's like, like legitimately, the guy, Tyson Jost, in, <laughs> you know, uh, just as an aside, I thought it was really interesting, this two-game set, that the Avs went, I think they went eight for eight across the two games on the PK. And so many of the penalties they took, like Belmar got called, O'Connor got called, yeah, Jost soft, got called, Calvert got soft, called. Yeah. It was like all the PK forwards. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Come on. And eight for eight. Yep. And they, like, they made it work. I just don't. I, I Look, I understand with the JT Confer, like he's been too good in, for too long in recent years for you to just sit the guy. But this is maybe where you look at the schedule and you do a little load management. You give a guy a game off here and there where you say, look, this has nothing to do with performance and everything to do with, we're just going to give you an extra day. Give LOC an extra day to recharge the young legs. Give, give Belmar, you know, he's old. Give him a day to try. I think that, <laughs> it old. seems easy, right? To, to get that rotation going. At, at very least, unless or until JT Comfort picks it up and starts looking like the player he's been before this season. Yeah, agreed. Because yeah. uh, if, if JT Comfort gets in the lineup and he plays to his capability, you really don't want to talk about taking him out. Yeah. You really, really don't. Because we know that that guy is a legit 
like solid NHL player. Um, if, you, if you try and take good, have you ever fought a bear in a phone booth? Because if you try and take Matt Calvert out of the lineup when he's healthy, I imagine that's what it's like. <laughs> I don't. I have zero problems with Matt Calvert's game. The dude, is a, he's an energy monster. The four he makes a difference for that long. Such a different beast with him on it. Such a workhorse, man. Yeah. He's so solid. That move that he made at the end of the second period, like Belmar was like, I'm old, I'm tired, I'm going back yeah. to the bench. And Calvert's down there like dipsy doodling around their around their top power play unit. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? Like, what am I watching? If he had F2 just driving the net, I yeah. know like it was shorthanded, like that was just yeah. be nasty. Like so. you're anytime, anytime you drive the net on a PK, like yeah, that's I'm, trouble. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like I heard on the you're broadcast, on he shouted "La Tornade" as he was going. <laughs> <through> the net. <laughs> uh, that's right. Andrew asks, "What is Nuke doing differently for offensive boom?" Uh, pucks are just going in, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, I think we saw this at the start of last year as well, where he had a slow start to the season and like 15, 20 games in. You were like, okay, it's starting to slowly build. You're starting to see some things here. But the first 10 games especially, it was like. There's no offense here. Yeah. Is this guy even playing? And it didn't stand out as much this year because the bottom six had such No a one glacial, was scoring. Yeah. A glacial offensive start. But. Nachushkin, in one, when you get a goal, he is a perfect example. Example of how confidence changes a goal score. All of a sudden that guy, like that guy was trying to find teammates because he was like, I can't beat a goalie. And now this guy's flying down the wing and he's like, all right, I'm either going to put my head down, whip this thing out, slap a dude around with it and go drive the net and score a goal. Or I'm just going to shoot it. and I'm going to score. Make sure like, you, he is when you slap ultimate, dudes around with it. All right. Just, dude, he is, he's the ultimate big bonk oh energy God. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke is the big bonk. I am yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no bigger energy than a nuke bonk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if you're nuke too, you just go to the middle of the ice and be like, "Yeah, come at me! Like, let's go, let's go toe to toe. You can try to hit me, but it's going to be fun for you." That is a monster coming down the middle of the ice, right? Like, if he cuts to the middle, it's like, "Well, I'm about to die." <laughs> yeah. Like you think you think Tobias Bjornfoot is handling that? No, he's yeah, he's shitting no. himself. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, that's a really big man. Like, mm-hmm. Just shoot it, dude. I trust my goalie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So that's like that's that's the difference, really. It's it's funny because it's just like confidence. Yeah. It's not it's not an X's and O change, it's not a fundamental change. It's confidence. And I always tell people, I'm like, how do you feel when you're when you're feeling confident in your life? Like you're getting up and you're going to the gym and you're like, you've got like this endless to-do list that we call life, right? You start attacking that thing. You're going after it and you're checking shit off that, that list. And you're like, oh my God, watch me work, baby. I'm a monster. <laughs> and you're just feeling it. Like you're feeling yourself. Everything's working for you. The universe and you are in sync. It's just the best thing ever. And that's, it's no different for hockey players. Valachushkin is just feeling it right now. And you just let it ride. Look, two weeks from now, maybe it's not still happening. It probably isn't. Because if it was going to happen every every single game for a long period of time, he wouldn't be a bottom six player. Yeah. Is like, this the face of confidence? <laughs> that's the face of confidence and dominance. <laughs> that's what that is. That's a that's a dude that's I mean that that's not a guy that ever lacks confidence though. True. True. You know, and and one guy that I do think is struggling a little bit with the confidence right now, I think it's Nathan McKinnon. I don't disagree. I he had that power play against Arizona where he passed up a shot opportunity, had a poor, poor pass to the middle. He has not been the ridiculous dominant force we're used to at five on five in the last couple of games. Yes. He's picked up the empty netters. Great. But yeah. it, empty netters don't do much for your confidence. Let's put it that yeah, way. I mean, like, look, they do a lot more for guys that aren't accustomed to scoring on goaltenders all the time. 
this is a guy that's accustomed to to doing special things. I mean, this was, I remember last year, I remember tweeting out like, ah, it's really frustrating to watch McKinnon keep firing off these, these one time slap shots on the power play. He never scores on him. He scores two in that game. And of course I look like an asshole. And for the next like four games is all he does. It's just pure confidence. He just rides that adrenaline. And then he was like, he like remembers where he's like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. That's not what I do. <laughs> and player. yeah, where he's like, he's like, right. I have, I'm going to make so much money someday when the stupid contract ends <laughs> because I, I score in way other ways than this. <laughs> and like I, right now I feel like he's squeezing it a little bit where he's just like, nothing's working. He's, he's trying to, he's trying the, you know, the, 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 the spinorama bat blind backhand into stuff. He's trying slap shots. He's trying the wrist from the point. He's he's doing that thing where he hangs out like he's the left defenseman. Yeah. And then he takes the puck and then he cuts down into the zone and then he cuts into the middle, into the like hard into the middle to cause a bunch of chaos. And he's one of like five guys in the world where you're like, I'm okay with him doing Maybe this. Maybe he can actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it like it and, and it ends up in turnovers. And his play on the power play has been especially awful. Yeah. I know everybody hates Ray Bennett, wants to fire the coach, but just watching the way McKinnon has played on the power play lately, he's been horrible. He's not doing anything remotely dangerous. Now, some of this can be attributed to the fact that he is who he is and opposing teams are game planning for him, but not all of it. It's not like opposing teams weren't game planning for him the last three years. He's just not finding it right now. Yeah. Mac needs to come out on fire in one of these games because, like, those empty netters too are probably more frustrating for him than anything else as well. Like, you know, just scoring those points because those, you know, it's like I'm at my stats, but I'm not really contributing. He doesn't. To the team. I, I will tell you, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> if well, I tried about, to about the empty that, netters, yeah. He, if I asked him about that, he would shut me down on television <laughs> so freaking hard. You don't. He'd you don't think like, he's frustrated about that though, dude. I think I think he gets frustrated. I, think, I mean, he might not. You might not. I, I'm him. sorry, but I think Nathan McKinnon is always frustrated because that's where he <laughs> operates at his highest frequency. Yeah, that's so where he curious. vibes in the universe. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening in the DNVR lounge right now, but deep fried memes have hit the deep the uh, the DNVR lounge <laughs> because you just lost to Yeehaw Bauer. <laughs> Shut up, Brad Francis, making this meme. Uh, if you Has want, Brett Francis been doing Sunday afternoon drinking with us. It sure seems like it, man. It sure seems like it. If you want to be part of the DNVR fam, consider subscribing and becoming a member today over at thednvr.com. We love all of y'all over there. You can have chats with Brad Francis, with Fort Paulo, with us all here, and Evan Rowell as well. Down in the Avalanche channel of the Discord on the DNVR Lounge. It's always a blast to be out there. There's always something fun going on one way or another. Consider subscribing today. The monthly rate is something like, it's like 99 cents for the first month or something insane. So, yeah. Sign up for the DNVR. Give it a try, at least for that. Uh, anyway, moving into the final thoughts on this hockey game. Man, my final thoughts are I've been drinking. I just want to talk about hockey all day. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. This, this is why you need to join the DNVR lounge because it's just going to be AJ and, and myself and Blaze in there like, yeah, this, this thing happened. This was stupid. <laughs> or how dope was that? Let's go. Yeah, I just I'm in a mood to just talk hockey right now because I took I took a solid pure day off yesterday, and I was good. I was like, okay, I'm set. Let's do this thing. All right. My bladder hates me right now. I'll just say yeah, that neither of you have gone to take your week yet. I, was I did. Like, I did it during the 50 second oh, countdown to the show. Oh wow! What a wow. Speed demon. Wow. My bathroom is just on the other side of the <laughs> I think this sums it up. See these two G's? They went in the net. That's what happened in this hockey game. What do you want me to say beyond that? It's like you cracked an egg and you found <laughs> goals inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> Easter happens in April? 
March. What's Easter? I don't know the Fortnite song. That has nothing to do with Fortnite. <laughs> no, no. Somebody was asking me in the chat if I could sing this Fortnite song. I don't know it. Just wipe Tomato Town. Let's go. That's the only part I know. Yeah, <laughs> totally unfamiliar. Oh, you can find it. Dude, was was that made by an eight-year-old kid? Like, to be clear, it sounds like it was made by an eight-year-old kid. I, I'm not hipping with it, chat. Where's uh where's Liam when we need him? I bet he knows. It's like a, it's Maybe like his a, parents a probably restricted him from the post game <laughs> pods after listening to one of them. <laughs> they were like, "Whoa, no, hard out." <laughs> oh, AJ saw the deep. Oh, he's, yeah, that's why yeah. we're talking about. I, yeah, I don't. I didn't know the song, so it kind of just went over my head. Where I was like, "Like this is creepy." <laughs> On mine, I said, this is terrifying, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait, I didn't press the sound one. Nope. Yeah, you have to you have to play it Hold with sound. And- we don't have to play it. It's We're okay. We're definitely getting copyrighted if, if you do play it, by the way. Really? It's a YouTuber. Yeah, that dude's going to claim the hell out of it. <laughs> oh, okay, well... I won't play it, but it's amazing. Go, go look up the tweet. Yeah, I retweeted it from the DNVR Abs account. <laughs> Thanks for Wait, so like, how are people doing this? Like, how? how? Wombo.ai. It says right there in the top corner. Okay, so, okay, cool. Never yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Allie's doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. One of those with Henry would be hilarious. Oh, Henry needs one of those for sure. Because, like, if Henry, if you had Henry singing, like, one of the more mainstream songs that you can do there, like, people would actually believe it was him. He should be singing Barbie Girl by Aqua. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. So, final thoughts, actually, here. Did the Avs uh, set it to W for Wumbo in this this game, or what? What happened here? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... They just did work, man. This is what it. This is what it looks like. Um, you're a better. You're a better team, and you play like it. You finish the way. You finish the chances. You you play. You play to your potential to to an extent. You know this is just what it looks like. Yep. If Everybody anything, it's it. it's interesting because the Kings have had Colorado's number, right? We've talked about how the Kings are like that team for Colorado, and in these two games. Didn't matter one damn bit. Thank God, no Jonathan Quick though. Oh my God! You know, you know these these games are like shutouts for. Yeah, day. these would have both gone. These both would have been zero zero going into overtime. Speaking of confidence, right, AJ against a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, man. For whatever reason, that guy loves playing the abs. Yeah. All right. I mean. Every- Every line was just going right, like limited the mistakes. They just they look like they're getting hot at the right time. Let's let's go, Abs. There you go. I mean, look, there's like a ridiculous amount of snow on the ground outside right now. So yeah, I love all of the uh, meteorologists. Don't know what they're talking about. Real quiet today. <laughs> Are you the guy that had to abandon your car on E470 out there on by my house on Smoky? Because yeah. bad call, Chief. I like how there were some cars like off the road abandoned. It's like, all right, you messed up and you drove off the road. And then there's like a car in the middle of the road that's like, nope, can't drive in this. Sorry, man. Uh, and with like the confidence, you just leave it with the confidence yep. of like nobody's gonna hit me. There's nobody out here. No chance anybody makes it this far up this road. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a weird like achievement for yourself. <laughs> I it. I'm safe. <laughs> On that note, stay inside, stay safe, everybody. We have post-game content headed your way, whether it be AJ's breakdown, oh, Evan's right. grades. My video breakdown, which, oh, my God, there's actually avalanche goals to break down on my video tonight. I'm so excited. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Uh, officially, we got, like, 29 inches of snow right now. Like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. 
does us a ton. We really appreciate it when y'all do that. We're trying to push 10k subscribers on YouTube now. Got 900, 800, something like that to go. We want to, we want to get it in there. So, well, you know. no, we have 900. We don't have 900 to go to get. Oh, never yeah. mind. We have like 9,100 ish. Yes. Yeah. All right. I can do math sometimes. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i guess that's gonna wrap it up for the day it's not even really evening Did we really get 29 inches uh, according to like the weather channel stuff on the internet yeah we did well, so did the kings hey let's go <laughs> on that note thank you for watching listening however you consume the podcast you know we catch it after the fact on youtube or in <laughs> podcast format highly recommend we already did the bandscape segue there's no going back we get one of those a show all right <laughs> hopefully you're gonna top yourself yeah you that, one's, that? that one's gonna be tough to top for sure, Ooh. that one that one was good. Uh, hopefully, everyone stays safe today, tonight, oh. tomorrow. Q and A show tomorrow. Uh, give us your questions. We'll put out a tweet probably here shortly, asking for questions for the for the AMA for the Avs podcast. So, give us some nonsense questions or give us some hockey questions, whatever you're feeling. Until then, we'll talk to y'all next time.